Welcome to the Food is Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. So, Steph, we're still recording from home. It's been a long lockdown, but the, the end is nigh. This week, we are talking supplements. So, what is the kind of questions you get asked all the time, Steph? What's your thoughts on supplements? So, my thoughts on supplements are always supplements are the 1% rule. So supplements are called supplements for a particular reason because they should be a supplement to your diet. They shouldn't be the primary source of your diet. So for example, one that I get asked about a lot is multivitamins. So multivitamins, vitamins and minerals fundamentally. And what we're going to look at here, for example, is I'm always going to be a fan of food first. So if you can get all your nutrition through your food, I mean, who wouldn't want to get all their nutrition through their food? Food is life. I heard sometimes. <laughs> that's a rumour. Yeah, that's a rumour. So if you can get all your vitamins and minerals through your food, so the primary sources would be fruit and veg, then absolutely please 100% do that. But if you're someone like me, who definitely doesn't eat at least 10 portions of fruit and veg a day, then taking a multivitamin, I know, Jambo's giving me the like wide eyes. Um, that is the recommendation now. Mm. I know. If you're not getting enough of that, then topping up your vitamin and mineral intake is going to be beneficial if you take a supplement fundamentally. Mm, true. So like, this is the thing with supplements. Again, I, they kind of get a bad reputation, but then you get other people that are taking like fat burning pills and popping the pills pretty much all day, every day. So you, you've got to also think, let's say for example, Debbie is low in iron. So if Debbie's body is low in iron, she's going to fatigue quickly. She might have quite a lot of mood swings. She was tired all the time. Energy levels are just like rock bottom. If you can then figure out or the doctor figures out Debbie's low in iron, you can take a supplement, you can get back up to normal levels, and then she's going to feel happy, healthy, normal again. So there is obviously a place in society in nutrition for supplements. But if we can always go food first, then that is definitely the recommendation absolutely so i'll try and get a word in so yeah it's it's funny actually when you said about like supplement the word is supplement literally the clues in the title i actually had a couple of occasions in my previous job where people would say to me oh you know you should take vitamin c and vitamin e and this that, and the other i've got one woman in mind in my head who had like all these like like I was about to say body shop it's not body shop pollens and barrett's like bottles on her desk and she used to take them every morning and stuff and i used to just think like i'd rather just go out and spend that money on food because i'm going to eat anyway so i might as well just incorporate that into my diet and they really are like the general sense of vibe in the office they really struggled to understand that you could get your vitamins and minerals from food because crazy they are like it almost blew their mind. They're like, no, you have to take supplements. That's what they're for. Yeah. And it used to be very frustrating that people wouldn't understand that you can get them all in your diet or most of them in your diet. Oh, and another pet peeve of mine is people would be like, oh, I'm really struggling with my energy levels. Oh, I just, or mid afternoon, I always get this massive dip and I just struggle to focus at work, etc. And I'll be like, okay, so how much water are you drinking a day? How much sleep are you getting? How much exercise are you getting? And all the answers are like, eh. <laughs> the other thing to think about is you get so much more bang for your buck with things like exercise, sleep, hydration, rather than thinking you've got a bottle of supplements next to your 
computer at your desk at work that they're not going to be life-changing they're not going to suddenly have a massive impact on your energy levels that you've been looking for for the last 10 years yeah i mean yeah some of the things you hear i actually remember sandra from accounts there was no sandra from accounts but sandra from accounts used to say to me whenever um i had a cold and i very rarely get cold and she was like i'll oh, take some vitamin c tablets that will sort you out so i eat a red pepper a day for the last 10 years of my life it's almost that like i don't know we like look at it as almost a magic pill it's not a magic pill so um anyway steph so i'm regressing there i'm just telling you stories can i jump in on that so yeah. <laughs> one i think we should mention to the listeners a red pepper contains so much vitamin c which is awesome but also the science shows that if you've already got a cold a vitamin c supplement isn't actually going to help to reduce the cold symptoms you have to be taking the vitamin c before you get the cold yeah no i'm gonna ask you some myth busting questions so something that used to get banded around the gym quite a lot and i i actually don't know the the statistics on this but the absorption rate of vitamin c tablets compared to say eating a red pepper what's the difference I couldn't tell you the exact numbers because I'm sciencey, but I'm not like geeky sciencey. But that goes with any supplement. Any supplement is not going to be as well absorbed as it is through food. And the reason being, when you eat a food, let's say you eat a lettuce leaf, you've also got got the other nutrients within that leaf. So you might have like some avocado. Let's be very Instagrammable today. So if you're eating like, a lettuce leaf and an avocado or let's go red pepper sorry because you did use that example yeah red pepper with an avocado so the some of the vitamins are fat soluble vitamins which means that the vitamins will be uptaken or absorbed better with a fat source around that meal whereas if you're just taking a supplement in isolation of vitamin c you're not going to get such good absorption if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah okay so going back on to we're not bashing vitamin um, supplements sorry what would you say would you recommend to people what because i think a lot of them are a bit um needless what would you recommend to people to take uh, okay so day to day there's only one real supplement not real supplement but one supplement that i would recommend pretty much everyone especially everyone listening to the us on this podcast should take daily would be vitamin d The reason being, vitamin D is, well, the best source of it comes from the sun. And, well, especially anyone that lives in the UK. I can't even remember what the bloody sun looks like. Don't know about you, Mm -hmm. But the even if we do see the sun, the rays are only strong enough between the months of April and October, I believe it is. So all those other months, we're not actually getting much vitamin D at all. Like there's a bit through food, but there's not really that much in food that's going to have a life enhancing. Altering. It's funny actually on the vitamin D thing, and people think, uh, oh, you know, seasonal um, affective disorder and stuff doesn't really exist. It's like that first sunny day of spring, like in March, and it feels like you're walking on air and you've done crack because the sun's out. So like it does have a massive impact. I remember only a few weeks ago we had like the first sunny day and it wasn't the days are a bit longer and I literally felt my whole mood change. So yeah. to think that it doesn't affect us is a lie. Yeah. And my mum's a good example of this, of the seasonal affective disorder. 
she, for years, like a few years, she's definitely struggled a lot with the winters. Like she gets really cold, she gets tired, moody. Only joking, Mum, love you. She's like she's. <laughs> he doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> she's only the first listener every single time we upload her. Um, anyway, so she is definitely affected by the winter months, and this winter i said to her mum it's time i'm gonna sort you out let's take a high strength vitamin d tablet supplement every day see if it has an impact what's the answer yes she's had an impact i'm not saying that her life's now like all flowers and roses just because she's taking this vitamin d but there is a difference in her energy levels in her day-to-day well-being 150 percent i've got a question for you about vitamin d isn't there different types of vitamin D and which one's the most beneficial? So there's two types that you'll find on the shop floor, shall we say. You've got vitamin D2 and vitamin D3. 100% go for the vitamin D3 because that is better absorbed into the body. Okay. And on D3, I mean, on vitamin D, I should say, what are the, if you, if you know, some people don't like to take supplements, what would you say to people that don't want to take supplements? What food could they take? For example, correct me if I'm wrong, mushrooms are high in vitamin D? Yes. Well, high is probably the wrong word, but they contain vitamin D. I think you get a little bit in eggs. You might get a little bit in some fish. But we're literally talking like not trace amounts, but not much at all. But you can also get other food items that have vitamin D fortified into it. So it's like, yeah. like some milks, like almond milks and cereals and things. So there are ways to get some others in. Right. I'm just going to segue. You mentioned fish. Now, one thing that's quite big in society is fish oils. Um, now, again, um, something that got banded around the gym, especially when I was younger, is that off the shelf fish oils were almost obsolete in taking them and that you'd have to get a better brand of fish oils where do you stand with it what what's your views and you know so is that a myth well within fish oils you've got eha and dha which are the two fundamental parts of a fish oil supplement or an omega-3 supplement whatever it's going to be called Um, and there is research to show that the eha has the more beneficial impact on so People that take fish oils are looking for better health in general, better energy levels, better heart health, regulating cholesterol levels, all that stuff. But taking a combination of DHA and EHA in the right amount is actually what's the most important rather than obviously where you get it from. Like there's, lo- there's lots of, this is like the, the vegan versus meat. It's, there's not a right or wrong answer here, but it's um, yeah. If, if you want to be taking omega threes, then absolutely they can be beneficial. But for a certain individual, which I will expand on. Would you like to expand on now? I would like to expand on it now. So <laughs> the government recommend two portions of fish per week. Now the research also shows if you're an individual that eats two portions of fish per week, that is actually enough, and you shouldn't need the supplement with fish oil slash omega threes. If you are someone that doesn't eat fish, then yes, I would recommend getting the supplement in. So there's that to consider too. Yeah, and I think uh, omega is important to remember. You can get them from things like nuts, am I right? Mm -hmm. So it's not obviously just all fish, but... Yeah, and this is 
I think a great time to highlight. This is why having a wide variety of foods in your diet is so important because when we think of omega-3s, we think of fish and fish only. Whereas you've already said there's omega-3s in nuts. We've already talked about vitamin D. The best source is from the sun, but you can get some in your diet too. So having a wider range of food items into your diet each day is only going to encompass more vitamins, minerals. Yeah. And it's, I guess that's the, another thing, sort of a side note, is supplements are very expensive. Uh, so if you all of a sudden are buying Vit D, Amiga, um, vitamin C tablets, your month supply is going to, the price is going to add up. You're eating anyway. And when people say, like, oh, eating health is really, um, really expensive, I mean, you can do it cost effective. And that way you save so much money on, on, spending 30 pound 40 pound 50 pound on supplements 150 percent couldn't agree more mm. yeah i mean there's the, like we've talked about there is a place for supplements in your particular scenario but for most of the people get it through food okay next one steph that i'm really intrigued to hear your thoughts on i have my thoughts but it's something that is a massive frustration for me working in a gym environment is protein shakes I guess there's two things here, like the who actually needs protein shakes, why people need protein shakes, the whole understanding of protein shakes, I think it gets a bit lost in general public. Yeah, and we did tap into this quite a lot in the macronutrient episode, so I won't go into it too much detail. I won't ask you about walking down the, the road with a pint of milk, but fundamentally, I don't think protein shakes should be called a supplement because they're not a food, but they are still technically a food group. Like a protein shake is just a condensed form of milk, right? We wouldn't call a glass of milk a supplement. So protein shakes contain lots of protein. Obviously, it's called a protein shake. So there's lots of beneficial reasons to have protein in your diet or a higher protein intake in your diet. So having a protein shake is gets such a bad name because you're like literally taking a shake of powder. Yeah. But why? There's nothing wrong with it. There's, I don't even know. Why does it get a bad name? I, I think it's more um, certainly like gym bros, almost like you have to take three shakes a day and you have to hit your anabolic window. And I, I think that's probably where it's come from. But I use protein shakes as a supplement. So like I don't have it every day. It would just be on those days where maybe I haven't hit my protein target enough or in the evening I have like a recovery one. And it's just a slower release of casein protein. But say like a, it's late and I haven't eaten and I'm hungry. What, you know, it's just to use it in those situations, but to use it religiously every day when, again, it's a very expensive supplement to, to use if you're going to be having it three times a day plus your food on top. Yeah, like one of my current lean bean grads, she has a protein shake in the evening. She warms it up slightly. So it's a little bit of a more of more of a, an experience. So <laughs> protein shake in the evening. She is actually a vegetarian, so she not struggles to get her protein in, but she has to think about it a little bit more. So and that's what she enjoys doing. She likes the taste of it. She has different flavours and warms it up a little bit in the evening instead of having like a hot chocolate that Yeah. Yeah, and I think if you have like protein shakes every day, and this is what I guess gym bros do. Firstly, then they're not enjoyable if you have them three times a day. If you eat anything three times a day, seven days a week, you're not going to enjoy it. But 
to have like a I don't know a protein shake in the evening, you know, once or twice a week, three times a week, four times a week. It's you know, firstly, it's it's you're building that into incorporating it into your diet. It's not a be all and end all, and you're not relying on it either. Yeah, and I think the point is they have their place, but they're not something that you have to have or they're not something you should totally avoid like another good example is my mum obviously I use my mum quite a lot because bless her yeah bless her bless her heart so she some days does like a fasted day so we did like an 800 calorie day a diet day a diet 800 calorie a day diet yeah um so what my mum likes to do sometimes is over the week she'll end up in a moderate calorie deficit but she'll have some lower days so that she can have some higher days like we discussed before so on those lower days because obviously i work with her quite closely she has one protein shake possibly two on those days because she's not got many calories to play with but she wants to keep her protein intake high. So she is quite, uh, love you mum, lazy with food. So she'd rather just do that rather than make these low calorie meals or make a soup or whatever it is. And that's what she likes to do. So if that works for her in that particular situation, she wants to lose weight by the end of the week, she's in a calorie deficit. She's had some higher days where she's been out to barbecues with her friends. She's been out to dinner. like it's not a sacrifice to go lower calorie, have a couple of extra protein shakes in the week. That's just how she pans her day, pans her weeks. Yeah. And it, another example is I like to have it there just in case, say like I'm rushing out the door and instead of me, like say like grabbing a sandwich or something, I can just literally just throw it in. I know you do this stuff as well between like coaching and stuff. Like it's there, it's quick, it's convenient. And you know, you can use it as a supplement in your life. I guess it is. Maybe it is a supplement in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just how you how you view it. I, I guess it's not it's not a. I don't think not a health supplement. It's more of a um, dietary supplement. Yeah, I like it. I, I got we got the finger gun there. Well, yeah, remember right. finger gunned himself, but that's okay. Well, you can't say that. Not on live on podcast. So. What would you say to people then, Steph, who, uh, in regards to supplement, to the average person, to the lean beaner, I mean, there's many things that people say you should take, fat burners, and there's things like, I don't know, you know we've discussed it, vitamin C, you know, what what would you say to the people, say, who are joining the lean bean, or people who are on a diet? Well, First and foremost, if you're joining a weight loss program and they're telling you to buy this supplement and that supplement on top of what you've already paid, then cancel your membership right there and then. Probably won't be able to, but you know what I mean. It's um, You shouldn't have to start something and think, oh, I'm going to have to buy all these extra supplements because that's not what life is about, really. Um, another thing on just digressing here, I just thought of it why she asked me that question. Oh, this kills me. So I remember seeing it was a couple of years ago now, and it was like not Herbalife, it was one of those things, right? So there was a picture of a lady who was obviously promoting Herbalife and or whatever company it was. And she said specifically in the caption on Facebook, she put increase your health, boost your health, create some healthy habits. She literally had a picture of her hand with, there was like five pills in her hand. I was like, are you actually kidding mm. me that this is a thing? Like people are promoting the, and this is where all this 
crap around supplements comes from like people are promoting all these supplements because they're getting a quick bang for their buck because they're preying on the people that are desperate they want to lose weight they want to feel healthier when they're buying these supplements these people get a flipping cut off them buying these supplements so they think they're promoting a healthy lifestyle when oh i don't know i can't even talk about it but they're not even considering their sleep their their life it's i think like a lot of people need to be wary of this and we spoke about it before charlatans but people that say oh use my discount code that they get benefit out of you using their discount code so it could be a commission it could be a loyalty program so a lot of the times when when it doesn't matter who it is but they're saying oh yeah use this recovery um product i use it after training use my discount code they're probably not using it if they are it's because they get it for free and because every time you use their discount code, they're either getting a commission from it or they're getting something from it. It's not because it is the best thing. And that, that's what annoys me. Like, I am absolutely fine with people getting commission off a product that works, that is within the scope of a healthy, balanced diet, lifestyle, exercise program. Absolutely fine. But these people are promoting their product because it's literally how they make money. It's not, they don't care about what you do with that product. They don't, they're not going to coach you around why you're having that and how it's going to help you and when you should be having it and not having it. They're going to say, make sure you have this every day so that you run out by the end of the month, the next month, you have to pay me again to buy the next. Yeah, I I won't say names, but there was a a CrossFit athlete who was uh, sort of uh, plugging a recovery tablet and they have it every every day um sometimes twice a day when they're training and then i had a look at the product list of what was on this tablet and it's the same as what a barocca is but it's 10 times the price oh and and you know does it do a job potentially but you just got to be aware of those kind of things like a lot of the time people aren't looking out for your best interest just because somebody said it doesn't mean it's true But this is why the supplement industry is probably a multi-billion dollar industry because so many people fall for these products and these quick fixes that literally like if you if you go to like Asda, for example, you can find like the Asda price paracetamol. I'm going digressing a little bit here. Asda price paracetamol. And then you can buy the more expensive one that's like double the price, the exact same ingredient ingredients but you're paying double the price just for the brand. Well, here's an interesting fact for you that things like medicines, they have to legally, they, they can't like miss out ingredients. So what you're still getting exactly the same product if you're getting say Nurofen than if you've got Tesco brand. So just a little thing there as well, just to look out that just because you're paying extra for a brand doesn't mean you're getting any less of a product. Yeah, and the marketing, this is where marketing is just so crazy. Like the more expensive product will be in your eye line on the shelf, whereas the less expensive product will be like down a little bit. So, oh, it's mind boggling, mind boggling. Anyway, it sorry. is a frustration. Okay, Steph, so let's wrap this up. What, what are your thoughts on supplements? What, how would you round this off? So supplements, as I said at the start, are a su- called a supplement because they're a supplement for a reason. Always, always try and get food first that's the way to live your life in a happy and healthy and less expensive way. But there is a place for supplements within the diet. 
for any particular reason. If you're someone that doesn't eat meat, for example, getting a little bit more B12 in is a good example. We've talked about omega-3s, we've talked about protein shakes, we've talked about multivitamins. There is reason and scope and a place for all of these things, but ultimately food first is always going to be my go-to. Yeah. Jambo, you got anything to add? No, I think that's pretty spot on. Yeah, just don't fall into the traps, I guess, of, of marketing because I feel like we a lot of us do, but I think you nailed it with um, saying before the importance of a very diet and that's where you can get all your, your sources, your, your goodness from. Love it. Love it. All right, Steph, where can we find you? You can find me on social media at foodislife.nutrition. You can find my website www.foodislifenutrition.com. I would like to say before we go, anyone that has not subscribed, that has listened to this podcast, please do subscribe. Please do share us around, share this episode around, share other episodes around. It literally means the world to us. It's how we grow. We would literally be nothing without you. So thank you in advance. Thank you if you have already subscribed and we love you for it. You guys are the best. Jambo, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at jambo.the.great. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Do appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.